1: Today. I'm Leslie Marshall. You don't need to look at me on TV, but if you did miss me earlier this week on Hannity, on America's Newsroom, on The Real Story with Gretchen Carlson, on Intelligence Report, or uh, in the past couple of weeks on The O'Reilly Factor, or Varney and Company, you can go to our website, lesliemarshallshow.com, and sign up for our free newsletter, and you can watch all my TV appearances right there. It will click um, a connection to our YouTube channel. Well, in this hour, just you, just me, your opinions, your comments, your questions, your concerns. After all, it is your talk show, and I want to talk to you since it is a talk show, so get in line now. Get ready. Call me. Pick up the phone and join us at 8886 leslie 888 7543 is the number. That's to call. Now, to tweet, you can follow me on Twitter, at Leslie Marshall. I'll try and incorporate your tweets throughout the hour. There are people on the right who feel the Democrats are about big government, more government, and there are a lot of people left and right who don't like the government in their lives when it comes to personal decisions about choices they make, things they like to do, or things they may even be addicted to. Now, the government, HUD specifically, is seeking to ban smoking in all of the nation's 1.2 million Public housing units. Now, what this is, is the latest step in a decades long crackdown on tobacco products. And by the way, tobacco products kill or help and assist in the killing of hundreds of thousands of Americans each year. Today, they proposed their rule. The Department of Housing and Urban Development, HUD, would require. Their proposal would be announced to today today, excuse me, that more than thirty one hundred public housing agencies they want them, they're proposing that these more than thirty one hundred public housing agencies would go smoke free and it would happen over the next several years. Now the agencies must design policies prohibiting lit tobacco products in all living units, in all indoor common areas, all administrative offices, and and in all outdoor areas near housing and administrative office buildings. Now, this is what HUD Secretary Julian Castro said. We have a responsibility to protect public housing residents from the harmful effects of secondhand smoke, especially the elderly and children who suffer from asthma and other respiratory diseases. This proposed rule will help improve the health of more than 760,000 children and help public housing agencies save $153 million every year in health care repairs and preventable fires. So this is a lives-saving measure in the long run, but also a cost-cutting measure or cost-savings measure in the long run. Now, HUD would not design... A final rule until after it hears public comments, and that will take place over the next two months. There seems to be little doubt that the government is headed toward the smoking ban. The Obama administration is moving in that direction and has been. HUD strongly encouraged public housing agencies to design anti-smoking policies back in 2009. More than 600 already did, and that means more than 228,000 of the nation's public housing units are already smoke-free. The latest move escalates even further, the anti-smoking crackdown that has unfolded in the five decades since the U.S. Surgeon General first linked cigarette smoking to deadly diseases such as lung cancer and heart disease. Now, the campaign has seen some successes. Cigarette smoking among adults has been cut more than in half from its 42% rate back in 65, and the United States now has more former smokers, I'm one of them, than current ones. Cigarette smoking still kills about half a million, 480,000 Americans each year. It makes it the leading preventable cause of death in the United States. That's according to the CDC. And officials primarily cite the health data to justify the proposed public housing smoking ban. They note the risks, especially the risks to children and to the elderly. They live in more than half a million of those public housing units. The U.S. Surgeon General, Vivek H. Murthy said, everyone, no matter where they live, deserves a chance to grow up in a healthy, smoke-free home. There is no safe level of secondhand smoke. So when 58 million Americans, including 15 million children, are exposed to secondhand smoke, we have an obligation to act. Anti-smoking and health groups today hailed the proposal. They said, Secretary Castro has taken an important step to improve public health by eliminating exposure to secondhand smoke and creating an environment that discourages smoking in public housing units. That's Chris Hansen, president of the American Cancer Society, uh, Cancer Action Network. And American Heart Association CEO Nancy Brown said the move would, quote, clear the air, no pun intended, in public housing, where children and the elderly are especially vulnerable to tobacco smoke exposure. No level of secondhand smoke is safe, and tobacco in any form is a major risk factor for cardiovascular disease but housing authority officials and lawyers while generally supporting the government's move raised a series of concerns they include a few of these whether some residents will resist the smoking ban and one question i had how the heck are you gonna enforce it obviously there's a clear public health issue amy glassman said she's counsel at ballard Spa in washington and she represents public housing authorities But she went on, especially when you're talking about banning smoking within their housing unit, folks take that as an issue of personal space and freedom. You're telling me what to do within the confines of my own home. That's the main pushback issue. Now, some people might say, yeah, but when you're getting Section 8 housing, you're getting federally funded housing, and you're paying little to nothing or nothing, your landlord has the right to make rules. There are smoke-free places, pet-free places Now, your average uh, – Timothy Kaiser, executive director of the Public Housing Authorities Directors Association, they represent about 1,900 housing authorities. They said the smoking ban addresses an important health issue, but that local housing authorities have higher priority concerns. They have less money for operating expenses, massive cuts to capital spending. And so they say 10,000 apartments a year are in decaying conditions. I live in Los Angeles, California, and we have a problem with the Uh, not only public housing, but the lower-income housing, private as well. And there is a huge increase, almost a spike, in the number of asthma cases among children. And a lot of people find that interesting because there is – a huge reduction, more than half, of people who smoke. Therefore, there are less people being exposed to secondhand smoke, especially when now there's no smoking at air, on airplanes, at airports, in most restaurants, even 100 feet from restaurants, uh, from schools. California is practically smoke-free. If you smoke here, you would find it very hard to find a place where you could smoke unless you own your home because most rentals are not going to allow you to smoke there, nor can you find hotels where they allow you to smoke I mean, the list goes on and on. Some people, I think, quit just because they couldn't find a place to light up. Now, I'm not attacking people who smoke. It is a personal choice, and it can be a deadly choice for you and those around you. I smoked my first puff of a cigarette at 12 years of age when I was a Girl Scout, I kid you not. I grew up and got sucked in, no pun intended, very early and started smoking around 16 and smoked for years. Quit for about four, went back to it, and quit years ago. and and glad not to be a smoker because you can improve. Your body can repair. Your lungs can repair. And you never know the damage you're really doing to other parts of your body, not just your lungs, and, of course, to those around you. But that aside, here's one of the problems I have with this, and I'm a liberal who supports a healthier society, and especially our children. This is very difficult to enforce And a couple of areas that are much worse for children's health and that contribute to asthma are cockroaches. Yes, believe it or not, cockroaches um, carry uh, dust and debris um, that contribute to children's asthma. And a lot of the public housing facilities, federally funded housing facilities, are in terrible shape. They're old, they're they're not clean, and that breeds... Um, these uh, cockroaches breeding ground for cockroaches they love that environment two um, paint Uh, lead in paint chipping paint fumes from the paint that contributes to asthma as well asthma aside there are some other things that contribute negatively to children growing up in some of these housing environments one is drugs two is violence And I really feel that we need to address the drugs, the violence, the cockroaches, and the paint before we address the smoke. That's my personal opinion as a mother, as a taxpayer in a city that has this problem, and as the mother of a child that has respiratory issues and has been wrongly diagnosed with asthma. Even though my husband and I don't smoke, I have a very clean, cockroach-free home that we built less than 10 years ago and that doesn't have any Paint chipping, certainly not paint with lead in it. But I want to get your take on this, because for some of you, you're like me and you think this is tough to enforce, and there are other priorities before we do this. Some people might think I don't want the government, you know, in you know my backyard, um, you know, public housing facility or otherwise. And some of you might say, Leslie, why do I really care? I don't live in a public housing facility. Most people listening to me probably don't. So why should I care? But this is your tax dollar. And these are housing units that have elderly, that have children, that your tax dollars contribute to. So let me ask you some questions. We'll take a break and come back and get your take and get your calls. One, do you support this idea? Yes or no? Why or why not? Do you support HUD saying no more smoking, smoke-free public housing? smoke-free courtyards and i understand the courtyard for secondhand smoke but if you say to somebody you can't smoke in your apartment where the hell do you expect them to smoke 100 feet from the building what about these uh, you know uh, public housing units in chicago some of them in very dangerous areas like near in cabrini green where 100 feet from your building could mean a bullet in your head or you know 70 degree below zero with the wind chill kind of cold 8886 Leslie 7543 is the number. Do you support this idea yes or no? Why or why not? 8886 Leslie. Now with the indisputable evidence of how dangerous secondhand smoke is, where else should it be banned? Or some people might say, "Well, Leslie, where the heck else is left?" Right. Where else should it be banned? 8886 Leslie 8886537543 is the number. Do you think eventually we're going to see a day where smoking is outlawed in all public places? And what would you think of this idea? Maybe you're a smoker, a former smoker. You've never been a smoker, but you have a take on this. Will we eventually see a day where smoking is outlawed in all public places? What would you think of this idea? Eight 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 six leslie 888 7543 is the number. I'm curious, are you a smoker? If so, what is your take on banning smoking in public places? And, and stopping you from lighting up simply to prevent others from being harmed by your secondhand smoke into their lungs. 888 leslie eight 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 six five three seven five four three A friend of the show, Mark Levine, who hosts the hour before our show Monday through Friday, says, Doesn't your freedom end where your fist ends and my face begins, so to speak? Now, this is government run housing. Shouldn't the government, as the landlord, be able to make rules like this? I think they, they should, and they they, they, they can. But I think that their priorities are a little bit off, in my opinion, with the other problems in these public housing facilities. Eight 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 six Leslie, eight 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 six five three seven five four three is another number. Excuse me. And this proposed rule from HUD will help improve the health of more than seven hundred and sixty thousand children and help public housing agencies save one hundred and fifty million every year in healthcare repairs and preventable fires. So you might say this is a no-brainer. Do you or don't you? 8886. Leslie is the number back to you. Follow me on Twitter at Leslie Marshall. Incorporate your tweets. Don't go away.
0: Life, liberty, and the pursuit of truth. The Leslie Marshall Show. Give her a call now at 8886 Leslie.
1: Shadowing a proposal to stop smoking in federally uh, uh, financed public housing. How do you feel about this? Let's go to the calls. eight 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 six Leslie eight 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 six five three seven five four three is the number. Pick up the phone and join us. Uh, let's start it out with uh, Michael in the Bronx, line one. Uh, Michael, good afternoon, and uh, what do you think about this?
2: Hi, Leslie. Can you hear me? I can. Okay, you know I have mixed feelings about this, and even though I'm a liberal as well, but I look at the um, safety factor of all this, and it's also based on personal experience. Now, I've never smoked, never have, never will, and I've had my share of secondhand smoke from um, all the karaoke that I do. And I was back in um, in the day when they allowed. Um, when they allow smoking indoors in public places, that has been banned now. And right now the only place people can really smoke is inside their homes. But the uh, personal safety factors I've had, um, I've always felt that if you're going to smoke in your home, you know, public housing, it would be best if they have, you know, outdoor terraces like my co-op building has. I live in a four-building co-op complex and we all have terraces, and a lot of people smoke outside on their terraces, of course, where they're committing. The problem, though, is if people smoke on their terraces or even smoke by their windows, there have been a lot of people flinging and tossing out their lit cigarettes yeah. or cigars, or heaven forbid if they're smoking on marijuana, they toss it over the terrace or out the window. And I got to tell you, There's a time which my wife and I were walking into our building on the grounds, on the co-op grounds, and a lit cigar missed her head by inches. Someone flung it from one of the upper floors. So I cannot help So from a
1: safety aspect, you like the idea of not having the smoking in those facilities. Well,
2: if there's a way to monitor these people... Ah, um, uh, not going to
1: happen. I mean, they, they don't have the manpower, they don't have the money, and then that becomes beyond intrusive. I mean, how do you, what yeah, are they going to do, I put cameras want- in people's homes? Because I understand about people
2: wanting their own personal freedoms and their rights and all that stuff. I don't want to do that to them. But doggone it, I think it's just the same way as I feel about, you know, a gun. I should be able to walk around without worrying about some lit cigarette butt striking my head or my
1: wife's head. I think it goes farther. I think it goes farther than that, though. I mean, and, you know, quite, quite frankly, and, if you're living in certain cities like you know Los Angeles or New York, you're you, you're probably you're yeah. getting screwed up from the carbon emissions. <laughs> well, and, well we in the have, exhaust, we did have a fire too because someone
2: flung um again their cigarette and the wind
1: caught. Okay, it so you're rain. torn based on the privacy and the personal freedoms versus safety issues, correct?
2: that that's what's um that's what's kind of in the conflict for me. And okay. I'm really worried about my safety as well as others.
1: Okay, Michael. I appreciate it. Let's go to Tony and Poughkeepsie line two. Hey Tony, good afternoon. What do you say?
3: Hey, hey Leslie. Um it, like Michael, I, I'm I'm also torn on it. I I actually think that um you know it it for me for public housing uh, you know, going into some of these areas that, that have it, you know, that people who inhabit those places, oftentimes when people move away, you know, the fact that they were smoking adds to the cleanup, you know, of the place. And I was always for having designated, sm- designated uh, smoke areas on the ground or something like that, if you think about maybe a project or, uh, you know, just an apartment building or something like that.
1: A okay, Tony, hold know, on. We'll come back to that, that point in your call right after this. Don't go away. public housing buildings yay or nay as taxpayers how do you feel about that before the break we were talking with tony and poughkeepsie online too uh tony thank you for holding welcome back remind folks what you had said who just tuned in now and weren't with us prior
3: yeah no i was just saying that you know i'm actually very torn by it you know and i think uh the fact that it is public housing and the fact that you know a lot of times when when people move out of those places You know, if there was someone in the house that was smoking, it it adds to the cost of repair. Uh, Therefore, you know, it kind of hurts the next tenant or maybe.
1: Yes, because it it ruins. Yeah, you have to um, to paint and not just paint. You have to rip out carpets. I think we've all been in hotel rooms that where hotels are non-smoking now. I just stayed in one in New York a couple of weeks ago. It's a non-smoking hotel, but they definitely had smoking in that room before that was done um, because I could, you know, smell the faint, you know, smoke smell in the wall.
3: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and I think, I think that actually, you know, that's, that's a valid point. I think when you start to get into a place where it's like no smoking anywhere, I think that's a, a bit of an overreach. Uh, I would like for it to be, you know, a designated area because uh, a lot of times, you know, people will leave their butts everywhere. Uh, but if there's a designated area, uh, a fine for people, in there caught, you know, smoking or tenants saying that, you know, they're smelling smoke and things like that, I think there should be a fine, something to impose uh, on, you know, tenants there. Uh, But I I just think, you know, sometimes it's something can people mean well with a uh, new law or something like that or a new reform, and I get, the you know, what's behind it. But I think, you know, you start to really get into a place where you uh you know you you make it so that it's uncomfortable for people you know I, smoking is a is not a great habit but people do have those habits and and uh you know and i hate to get to a place where we start to say well you can't live here if you you know smoke or whatever because it it, it just starts to become too much so and i you know i say that as someone who does lean left and you know i i understand the the, the need to promote you know folks not smoking and help people uh Uh, get services for that sort of thing. Uh, But I think as long as we're, you know, keeping in mind that there are people that are going to smoke and allowing them to have areas where they can go and smoke, then I think, I think it actually helps out in the long run. So, okay. You know, it, 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 it's, it's difficult, though. This is a tough, this is a very, very tough question. Cause you, you know, I can't take credit awesome. for it. My yeah.
1: producer, uh, my producers, uh, Mark and Andrew, but specifically executive producer Mark E. Mark, he said, I, I have an idea for the show today. And I said, I'm not sure everybody's going to be interested if they don't smoke, if they're not, you know, in public housing. And he said, no, I think everybody has an opinion because this is one of those where people can be torn. And, and two out of two so far have been torn. And I understand being torn because I want the best interest of kids. I don't want the secondhand smoke. But there's a whole lot lot of other issues i think that uh take priority in those housing uh you know uh, public housing uh, developments uh that need to be addressed tony thank you for the call sweetie and appreciate it as always do call us again let's go to zachary in new mexico line three zach uh zachary good afternoon and welcome what's your take
4: good afternoon
1: thank you um well
4: first of all before really getting into it um i have to agree with what you said Up up at the top of it which is you know, if you've ever lived in public housing or been friends with school who live in public housing, you know that this is not the primary
2: health issue that people are thinking of. Um, there's, there's so so many
4: public health issues going on with public housing and, in, you know, inaccessibility to public housing. Like, there's, there's a lot in public housing systems that needs to be looked at before we get into this stuff. So just right off the bat, I wanted to, to really agree with you on that point. Um, there there are huge huge issues of public housing you to be looked at otherwise. Um, getting into this specifically though, um, yeah, I can see where people are conflicted because again, it's one of those things where you're trying to you know measure the value of uh, the the individual and individual liberties versus the collective and the rights of the collective whole. Um, You know, I absolutely do think that people should have the right to smoke, but your right to smoke ends where it interferes with the health of others. So, you know, um, private clubs where they're smoking, absolutely. Um, You know, designated spaces one way or another, inside cities uh, where people should be allowed to smoke, absolutely. But, um, you know, in, in, in publicly financed housing with this, I have to say I'm not conflicted because, yeah, I don't I don't think you should be allowed to smoke in public housing buildings. You know, there's more and more evidence as time goes on of, you know, people being massively exposed to all these chemicals. And, yeah, nicotine is one of them. So You're getting more and more people with chemical sensitivities, more and more people having respiratory problems. And so, yeah, I'm sorry, but their right to be healthy... Um, Comes before your right to smoke, especially since you know you're 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 going out and you're spending money to to smoke. So if you're spending that money to smoke, all right, go to a private club, go to a designated place. Don't don't be smoking where where babies are growing up and families are trying to live.
1: Okay, I, I appreciate it. So uh, interesting. He thinks that the right uh, to be healthy. Um, you know, overrides and supersedes the right to put that cigarette in your mouth and light up. Let's go to Mike in Massachusetts Line Four. Mike, good afternoon.
3: Uh, this is oh. Manny.
1: Oh, I'm I'm, I'm sorry, uh, Mike. Uh, Mike uh, dropped off, and this is Manny on Line Four in Massachusetts. Hi, Manny. Good yes. afternoon.
3: Hi. Um, I, I used to live in um, that kind of housing a long time ago. Uh, back when I was CNA, you know, CNA don't get paid anything, so it they, they helped out a lot. Uh, I'm a, Currently, I'm a smoker. I quit once. I started again. Uh, my kids have asthma, so I don't smoke in the car when I'm with them in the car. I don't smoke in the house. My son has a partially collapsed lung when he was born like that, so I don't smoke around him at all. I completely hate this law, but I support it, because it smells a lot like that whole New York law about you can't drink a soda that's this big, and... That that bothers me when you tell people that, and it can, kind of makes me feel like what's the next thing they're going to tell people? You have to take your test just to uh, get housing. But saying that, I do support it because if you go anywhere these days and try to get an apartment, most of them are non-smoking because the cost that it, it, that the owner is going to have to put out once that person moves out, like the uh, one of the guys that was calling told you. So, yes, I, I do support it, but I, I don't like it at all. Right here where I live at, downtown Northampton, uh, there's no smoking within 100 yards of a business in downtown Northampton. So you can't smoke downtown at all because there's all businesses there.
1: Hmm. Now, does that bother you, or are you okay with that? Or do you feel like the enemy in the world is closing in on you as a smoker?
3: not Well, the no, only time I go through downtown is when I'm driving through it to get to the highway. So but it, it, it does absolutely bother me but I understand it and I'm willing to to live with it for the sake of other people and the funny thing about
1: so you would agree you would agree that a person's choice to not have your secondhand smoke is a uh, stronger priority or more of a priority than your desire to light up. Yes yeah okay yes. Right.
3: and the, the crazy thing is I see what they're doing and I see that people do die from smoking you know. But it's it's Hawaii is smoking more heavily regulated than guns. <laughs> that is just crazy to
1: me. Well, that's, that's a cool. very good statement and point, <laughs> Manny. That, I'm going to leave it at that with you because that's a good one uh, to, to end on. Uh, not that we're ending the show, but we'll talk to you soon, Manny. Appreciate the call. Let's go to Danny down in Florida on line five. Danny, good afternoon. You think this is a bad idea? Correct, because yeah. this would be this is an individual choice, right?
5: Yes, ma'am. I, I I firmly believe that, that individual freedom is dying the death of a thousand cuts. What what we've got here is social engineering. Let's make people quit smoking, because we'll make it by making it just as hard as we possibly can make it. Uh, and it's not the government. What, what you put in your body is not the government thing, problem. It's It's and I, let me let me say, I have never smoked. I often tell people it's the only bad habit I never took up. But if a person wants to smoke, and 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 we encourage people in public housing, and say this is your home, because having a home is an important part of developing your life. And if we say you can't smoke, then then we're putting an onus on people that they can't handle. So we're making outlaws out of decent, otherwise decent people who are just trying to get by. Uh, that's, my, that's my point, is, is, is how, many, how, much, how many more freedoms do we give up to the, to the government for the collective good? Where do we stop saying that the collective good is not more important than individual rights?
1: Okay, uh, interesting. And some people might say, oh, my God, you know, people that live in pu- public housing – you know, are poor, right? You know, get, give them a cigarette. Let them light up. Appreciate your call, Danny. We're going to take a break. When we come back, more of your calls. Don't go away. If you're holding, hang on, coming right to you. If you're listening and you say, I'd like to weigh in. Well, we finished with some calls just now. That opens up a line or two. Leslie. Eight 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 six five three seven five four three is the number. Pick up the phone and join
0: us. Leslie Marshall, real people, real life. Real talk. Give her a call now at 888 6 Leslie.
1: the question we go to jeff in virginia line one uh jeff uh thank you for joining us good or bad idea what do you think
0: oh it's it's so much of an overreach it's it's unbelievable and why is that well I, i would like any of the people that are involved in the decision making of this to actually live in public housing for two months without a car and a smoker a smoker that is involved in this because you need a cigarette. Your nerves are afraid. You're, now, you're worried about when your next paycheck's coming in, how you're going to get your next dollar. This is unreal. It's an infringement on the rights of other people. Now, you had a caller earlier that said, you know, you don't want to endanger a child in public housing because you're smoking there. Well, they smoke in Beverly Hills when they have children there. I mean, there's no difference here. So, really, I mean, this is an overreach. You can't keep telling people what they can and cannot do. We have smokers have ceded to the uh, restaurants, seated to bars, and, and I, there's very few people that that I know that drink. And don't like a cigarette when they drink. So, uh, uh, how much more? Now you're going to say you can't even smoke in your own home?
1: I don't disagree with you there, and I do think, like I said, there you know are, are are bigger issues. Now, what about the secondhand smoke and the elderly and the kids in those complexes that the government is worried about? And this is the uh, you know, th- this was the catalyst for this.
0: Well, like I said before, there's elderly people that live in different homes in affluent neighborhoods. And there are people that Well, there's a there. difference
1: if you're my neighbor in an affluent neighborhood. You're probably going to have a lot of, you know, distance between you, you know, playing devil's advocate here as opposed well, to a public and, housing. Well,
0: exactly. So it's okay then.
1: Yeah. Right? And, course, and if right. you have a private home that you own, the government doesn't own it. The government's not your landlord.
0: Well, now that's true. That And that's a good point. But these people are struggling just to get by. I mean, you know, they're hoping that they can continue their SNAP benefits, which, of course, have been cut drastically over the past several years. And, you know, you can't even buy toilet paper on SNAP. I mean, now that's ridiculous. I can understand not being able to buy tobacco. But this all rolls into one big play. You know, the poor are struggling to get by. And yet you're going to tell them anything that can ease their anxiety, they can't do? Okay. That, to me, makes absolutely no sense.
1: All right. Jeff thinks it's an awful idea. Let them smoke, for crying out loud. Let's go to Mike in Seattle, line two. Mike, good afternoon. What do you think?
6: Well, I've been an inspector in tax credit housing for about 15 years. And so the tax credits now are being used to help refurbish Uh, a lot of this type of housing, and so I've seen kind of all sides of this. There's only about 16% of the population that smokes in Washington anymore. So most of, besides marijuana maybe, most of them, uh, most properties, for-profit or tax credit, have uh, smoke-free housing now. Um, And I've seen it before when it wasn't there and without, where it's really a problem are, like, with seniors uh, who just, you know, are not able to quit. But I've been in apartments where the walls are literally brown, you know, from years
1: and years. And being that you're a housing inspector, do you think it's different saying, okay, we're building this new you know, uh, public housing, or we're redoing public housing. When you move in there, um, you know, when you started out, here are the rules, as opposed to people that maybe have been smoking for years living in these buildings already and saying, okay, you you got to quit now.
6: It's different when it's new. It's much easier to do when it's new. And in the pri- private sector, and, the, and that's usually what they'll do, is say we're going to start out this way because the demand is only 16% smoke, um, the demand is for non-smoking housing, and really, what they're saying is it's outside of the building. It's out, you know, it's it's smoke-free within, you know, the complex, but they can go outside and sm- still be smokers.
1: Okay, thank you. Uh, I, I appreciate that, and I'm so glad you called. How, how how lucky we got having you, Mike, in Seattle, listening there on tune in to be an inspector of public housing. Let's go to Miriam in New Mexico, line three. Miriam, good afternoon.
7: Yes. Hi, Leslie. It's a complicated question, of course, and um, private choice is something that needs to be protected, but I support the notion of no smoking in public housing. But honestly, um, my comment is, if we were worried about the health of children and seniors, the one overarching issue that needs to be considered above all else is poverty, and the health results of living in poverty for children and for the elderly are um, the most significant of stressors in people's lives. And the data clearly shows that if you live in poverty, <clears throat> you will be sicker and you will die sooner.
1: Wow. And why even and, and that and that's even probably that stat would hold true even with a non-smoking environment, why even make it worse? Marion, that's very powerful. Thank you for the call. Call me again, please. Let's go to Massachusetts again, Line 4, with Linda. Linda, good afternoon. Oh, oh Linda, we uh, lost Linda. Call us another time, Linda. We're almost out of time. Let's go back to New Mexico, Line 5, with Rose. Rose, good afternoon.
7: Hi, two quick points. One is, uh, is medical marijuana allowed? And two, um, pe- uh, lots of times people who live in subsidized housing have mental illness Schizophrenia is very common in in low-income people. If you smoke, these are the only people, and I teach smoking cessation and I'm a a clinician, the only people I would let smoke are people with schizophrenia because the uh, nicotine hits the same dopamine receptors that the uh, the, the drugs hit for schizophrenia, the antipsychotics. And people who smoke who have schizophrenia need a lower dose of medication. And that is kind of a positive. Interesting. Thing. It is, It is
1: says the HUD proposal does say tobacco-related products, but something else I hadn't thought of, and you brought up, Rose, thank you for your call. Um, a lot of people who have been addicted, whether to um, drugs or to alcohol, often smoke and drink coffee. The nicotine and the caffeine, in a sense, helps them uh, to um, not uh, repeat their habits with the drugs and alcohol. Let's go last to Debbie in Watkins Glen, New York, on line one. Quickly, Debbie, good afternoon.
7: Good afternoon. Um, I've never actually called into a radio show before, but I felt strongly about this topic. Oh, great. In that, in that um, I feel like if people were paying and providing for themselves and for their families, then they have all the right to do what they want to do in their freedom. But if they're relying on the taxpayers to afford their housing and their food and their substance, then I don't think that they should be utilizing what benefits they have for purchases such as cigarettes. If they have the funds to provide for tobacco, then they should be able to provide for themselves and their families.
1: Oh, very good point. Okay, so you feel the landlord has a right to make uh, the rules, uh, including to be smoke-free. All right, interesting. Hey, look, you know, when you stay in a hotel often, I just stayed in a hotel that, you know, they said, you know, I, I don't smoke, but, you know, they said it was smoke-free, right? So... <laughs> It, it, you know, you don't like it, go somewhere else, right? I know not everybody has that luxury who's in public housing necessarily, but that's uh, for some a choice, but for some it is not. Good topic, Marky Mark. I was wrong. i Leslie Marshall. We'll be back tomorrow on Friday. Hope you'll join us. Have a great afternoon and evening. And uh, follow me on Twitter at Leslie Marshall and uh, go to our website, com for all the rest. <laughs>